I ordered myself the high profile, which uh, you can't really tell because it doesn't really matter, but that's what I'm using here. Um, and it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, are you using the extension that comes with it? The thing that the riser? Yeah, the riser. Yeah. No, but I am using that on the low profile, funnily enough. <laughs> so. I don't think my low profile be up high. I want my low profile high and my high profile low. Hello and welcome to another Dead Pixel, a podcast about entertainment, games, life, a little bit of everything in between. With me today is my buddy, Nick, the guy who on this joyous day of 420, he um, he not only lights up in the morning, but in the evening, and he happens to celebrate like I don't know, uh, three hundred sixty-five days a year. Just but religiously every morning at four twenty, it's kind of crazy. How do you keep that up, Nick? Well, you know, I um, today I was gonna I was gonna clean my room, um, but then I got high. I was gonna get up and find the broom, but. But then I got high. So I don't know. It's just um, one of those things. I just uh, – do you want to start over? Did you actually see the police raid raid his house? Oh, the um, Afro Man? That, that's, that's Afro Man, right? Yeah. So they, I remember they, they that raided vaguely. his place. They, they, he, he recently came out with uh, – recently, like last couple months. But he came out with uh, multiple videos, you know, asking the police why they're – you know, like – because apparently they were supposed to be um, kidnapping and you know all this other drug paraphernalia, mm. and there's you know he's they're searching his pockets of his you know his jackets and stuff like that, and he's just it's really funny. And then the uh, police decided to counter sue because he made them look like fools uh, because they didn't find anything, and he had it all on video. So yeah, it's pretty funny. That's actually. Uh, really ironic that afro man did not have <laughs> any paraphernalia on him uh that's pretty good for him that's cool i forgot about all that i remember you got raided but i think that was uh the where i uh dropped off and paying attention to it yeah i forgot all about it until not that long ago i don't know maybe a month ago where they're talking about the uh the counter uh the um the police trying to sue him so but I'm your host uh, today for this episode of 420. Uh, my name is Joe, and this is episode 42. Uh, how ironic! That's kind of uh, weird. That is sort of <laughs> there's a there's a, there's a four to two. There's not an O. That's well, if, interesting. Yeah, 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 the four two followed by the twenty. So there maybe you go. our episode 420. We'll have to wait until 420 to do that episode. It's all uh, someone's doing the numerology there, and you know, it's the end of the world or something. Watch, so probably the rate we're going, it'll be the universe. Yeah, <laughs> at the rate we're going, it'll probably be like twenty fifty five before we hit that. So yep. anyway, here we go. All right. Well, uh, how have you been, man? It's been a couple of weeks. So uh, anything new and exciting happened to you? Yeah, sort of. Um, so. Uh, Two weekends ago, I was out having lunch with some friends, came back to my truck, and found that my driver's side mirror had been blasted off, and it was uh, it was just hanging there by the wire. 
So I uh, set about, um, well, I, I set about trying to replace it. So um, I called my dad. I was like, hey, how do you replace this? And he was like, here, let me look it up. I was thinking it was going to be like 250 bucks, 300 bucks to replace it. But it actually only ended up being about $50 to get the part. And then um, I came over to my dad's house and he was like, uh, I think he, he just watched a YouTube video. And he was like, uh, so this is really all you got to do. So he popped the door off, popped a few parts off, changed it out, rehooked up the wire, and it was good to go. But for a while there, I was driving around with uh, my mirror dangling uh, on the side of my truck. <laughs> uh, I lost you. I don't. I don't have uh, volume on you. Cause duct tape isn't a thing. Well, I. It would not have worked in this sense. Um, I would have had to roll the window down. Yeah, it, it, that would not have. You just cut it a little bit, roll it tuck it in you know it would not have worked know, man. it would not have worked um Bust out the hot glue gun then man what i did do until the part came though is uh is uh i did screw um basically i created two holes in the door panel where the the, the mirror goes and was use, able to use zip ties to hold it okay. up so I only drove around for about about uh, twelve hours, basically home and then to work, and then I and I did it at, at, uh, in the parking lot at work because uh, during lunchtime. So, so yeah, so um, that was exciting, annoying, but overall it wasn't it wasn't so bad. Um, anyway, so that's me. How how have you been, Joe? I've uh, been busy. Uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, a lot of small things here and there. Uh, getting ready for some uh, some friends and family coming out come in from out of state. So prepping for that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, weather here in the uh, in the Chicago land area has been crazy. So we had um, was it snow on Monday, and we're back to hot temperatures and thunderstorms yesterday and today. So yeah, it's uh yeah kind S of odd. Somebody I'm, I work with. Uh... I'm on calls with at work is in Chicago. And he was like, he said, I forget what he said exactly. But he said like, it was 90 yesterday and it was, and it's snowing today. I was like, that is wild. I mean, we have some pretty crazy uh, temperature changes in, uh, um, in uh, Texas, but snowing from like 90 to snowing is uh, we've, well, we never, we never had that. So it's yeah, it's um, it wasn't quite ninety, but yeah, it was like it was in the seventies over the weekend, okay. and then yeah, Monday, sure enough, it just dropped, and uh, we had snow on the ground as the, the morning, and then by the evening, it was it was pretty much gone. But yeah, it's it's been temperamental to be at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. So as so, a so as a thank you to my dad for um, ordering that part and stuff, I uh, and because he ordered what I believed to be an inferior uh, mic arm. Um, I went ahead and got him um, the same mic arm that I had been using for a while, the uh, the the Elgato Low Profile. But while I was at right. it, but like while I was at it, I ordered myself the High Profile, which uh, you can't really tell because it doesn't really matter. But that's what I'm using here, um, and it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, are you using the extension that comes with it? 
the thing that the riser. Yeah, the riser. Yeah. No, but I am using that on the low profile. Funnily enough. <laughs> so. I like my low profile to be up high. I want my low profile high and my high profile low. So the reason why I'm using it on the low profile is because I that mic I have right next to my my mouse hand, and when it's uh, when it's set to normal, it I can put my hand underneath it, but it's really awkward. And if I forget, then I'll I'll bump it, and it it sucks. So. I'm actually I actually raise it up so it's out of the way, um, but since it's it's just raised up and then straight perpendicular over, um, it works out for me pretty well. Anyway. Okay, yeah, we're not sponsored by the way, guys. So we're not, we're not sponsored, but I I do really like Elgato. Um, at least their mic arms. Uh, I, have, I have several of their several of their products actually. Um, they make good stuff. They, they make see, good stuff. Who, who can stream with who, who really streams without at least one or two of their products? For real. No. I mean, like as far, as far as mic arms go, I mean, there are better ones out there. There's like that pro arm or whatever that you see on the really ritzy podcasts. Um, but it's like a thousand dollars or like, like $600, something like something crazy like that. That's really nice. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to spend that much money on a mic arm. However, for the price of like 80 bucks, uh, which is which is weird because I just dropped it down to that recently. Um, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Yeah, I know the only real competitor in that space is the Aver Media uh, low profile, and that one's from what I've seen reviews on. It's pretty solid as well. Uh, yeah, I'm just using the mic the arm that came with my when I bought my mic secondhand. So I'm just gonna stick with that. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, no. I mean, uh, I'm glad you were able to help out your dad. But then, what? You, what did he do with the old mic arm? Is he using it for like a light or something, or you know, uh, a camera mount? Well, you know, like whenever he got it, and I was looking at it, and I was just like, I told you, I told you to buy the low profile mic arm, and I also told him, hey, when you want to buy a a mic arm, let me know. I think I can get a pack of them on eBay. And then, you know, I can get a pack of like, you know, refurbished or used ones. It'll be fine, you know, on eBay for, for a little bit cheaper. Um, and uh, he didn't tell me. He just went ahead and bought some random. It's, it's some random brand that I've never heard of before. Lo and behold, he gets it in and all of the parts are, all of the key parts are plastic. And the knobs are really iffy. It's brand new right now, but I'm just like, that is not going to hold up very long. So I was like, well, I can use this time to, to go ahead and get him another one. Um, but it is, it, it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I forgot what your question was. I was just wondering what you guys did with the old mic arm. Oh, he still has it. Because um, he has, I have dreams of him starting a podcast for himself um, cause I think he'd actually be really good at it. He's a, he's very much a talker. Um, even I would say that I'm not a talker in real life, but he's like, he's like a talker in real life and people like to just, he always has people hanging out and stuff. Um, and he has some extra space in his life, uh, in, in his setup that he could make a pretty cool podcast studio. 
So I'm like, you, you should start a podcast. So, um, he's, so he's been kicking around the idea and, uh, I was like, here, if you have an extra mic arm, then, uh, you'll make use of it if, and when you start a podcast. So he just has both now. All right. Well, uh, good for him. And that was nice of you to, uh, you know, to show your thanks that way, instead of just being like, yeah, thanks for the help. And you, that's your, you know, that's your duty as my father. So I'm a really good son. I'm a really good son. <laughs> that's for you to say and no one else. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Joe. All right. It's for me to decide. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, what do you got for us this week, man, on the news docket? I know you have a few things here. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like Final Fantasy or something like that. I have no idea what's this about. Yeah. Um, so, I did put Nintendo Showcase here on the docket. Um but I hadn't really looked through what the showcase entailed. So we might just skip over that. Um, Cause it looks like it's just some indie games and stuff, which is cool, but nothing is really catching my eye to be something that I really want to talk about. Um, maybe I'll regret saying that later, but for now, so, so we'll just cover over that whenever it comes time. But yeah, the first thing I have up is final fantasy 16 state of play. So uh, PlayStation does, State of play every once in a while. It's uh, their their answer to the uh, Nintendo. Um, what does Nintendo do? They call it uh, Direct. It's like their answer to the Nintendo Direct. Um, I'm drinking, people. I'm, I'm drinking. So you, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Anyway, so they decided to do a Final Fantasy 16 State of Play, and I was like, let me let me watch this for a minute. Um, and dadgummit, Final Fantasy 16, it looks kind of good, Joe. It looks, <laughs> it looks kind of good, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, and that's probably not play it because, not because I really don't want to, but because I don't have the time. So, yeah. So, it is coming out in a really, it's coming out like in mid-June mid to late June. Uh, so is Street Fighter 6 and Diablo 4. Um, so, dang, like that is going to be a really packed uh, release window for June. Um, yeah, so looking through the state of play, um, it looks it looks like a like a uh, action RPG in 2023. It, it definitely looks like that. Um, it is quite beautiful, a lot of sparkle effects, things like that, uh, going on. Um, main guy seems okay. He seems a little bit more devil may cry than I would have opted for, but it's what they decided to go with. Um, I didn't get to see too much of the HUD, so I was a little bit uh, kind of concerned there. Um, but all in all, the gameplay looks pretty good. looks pretty fun. Um, yeah, so I was pretty set on skipping this one or perhaps putting it off till way later to play because there's so much coming out around that time. Uh, but now I'm not so sure. I, I think it is still third of, of those three games that I will be making time to play, but, um, 
you know, it, uh, it definitely kind of won me over more seeing it in that state than, uh, in previous times that it's been shown. Yeah, no, it looks great. It's just, once again, um, yeah, I just don't see myself playing it anytime soon, but I was gonna say for the Nintendo, uh, uh, the Nintendo director that came out the showcase. I mean, uh, I thought you'd be uh, you'd be excited about your uh, showing your skills off in the Rift of the Necrodancer. Oh man, uh, I forgot about that coming out. Yeah, um, I played the first one for a little while, um, and I got to the second level, um, or I guess the second world. Anyway, that game is really hard, so I am not sure how much I will actually, uh, how much time I would de- I would dedicate or money uh, to um, Rift of the Necro Dancer if it's going to be um, that level of difficulty. I don't know. Are yeah. you excited for yeah, it? I I liked the first game. It's a great I was game. Also, really bad at it. Yes. And yes, <laughs> that game was just. I don't. Know, I for some reason I like rhythm games. I had a hard time wrapping my head around that for some reason. A slightly easier time with the um, uh, the Hyrule uh, oh. version. I'm trying to remember um, the name of that off the top of my head. It just slipped me. And that one was better, uh, but at the same time, uh, I just... It was just... I see what it's doing. I just can't quite get behind it. I don't know. It's just my... There's something... There's a disconnect for me in that game. Uh, I, you know, but I, I appreciate what it does. I mean, I'm actually ex- I'm actually excited about for um, I was oxen free too though. Well, uh, hang on a second. As far as rhythm games go, I was able to do that one better than most um, of the ones that you show me. Uh, but still, it was it, it was like I, I felt like I could get there. I could keep going, get better, and um, there, like there was a path forward. Uh, unlike other rhythm games, where I kind of just kind of just uh, get freaking destroyed pretty early on and don't really have a way to keep progressing. But for this one, I, I was able to, to do it. Okay. But still, yeah, it's, um, it's probably going to be a little bit too busy of a season, but yeah, oxen free. Uh, I never played the first one. It was on my list, but I never got around to it. Um, so oxen free too. Yeah. That, that actually does, uh, pique my interest a little bit. Are you excited for it? Uh, the first game was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, awesome soundtrack. Uh, I, or at least if what I remember, I really liked it. Um, I remember looking at the vinyl when they had it released, um, and I just didn't have a player at the time, so I was like, I'm just gonna buy it just to hold on to it. I'm oh. like, I can't, I, I couldn't justify it, so oh. I, yeah, kind of kicking myself in the you know now, but uh, it's you know, is it, it still is for it sale? Um, I've seen it here and there, but it's, I'm pretty sure it was just a limited run type of oh. thing. I don't. I don't know if it was actually from Limited Run. I forgot who actually was selling it. Um, so it could have been Limited Run, but it could have been uh, one of two other places as well. And uh, they, you know, like I said, it was really solid. Uh, it had a good story. It was kind of, it was a fun, uh, I like, you know, kind of like the adventure game slash like story base, you know, and that's pretty much what it was. It was, you know, a lot of story in it. Uh, not really, you uh, you know a lot of quote-unquote gameplay uh so if you don't like games like kentucky route zero or something like that you know uh then it may not be you know for you 
Uh, but uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the second one. I actually didn't see the trailer because I wanted to know as little as possible. I'm just like, oh, man, they're making a sequel. Whether it's a sequel in name alone or if it's continuing uh, the story with the same characters, uh, I don't know. And I'm literally just going to try to be as blind as I can going into it. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, um, yeah. yeah, I remember uh, uh, hearing people talk about it and... Uh, I think it actually came out for the the it came out on phones too, right? Uh, probably. I think it I know did. it came out on almost everything else, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if it was on phones. So so uh yeah, um pick that up and let me know how it goes cuz uh if uh, if you really like it then I might I might jump on with that. That feels like a game that might um land on Game Pass. I don't know if they've said whether it will or not, but it feels like a game that you could uh at least on Game Pass, and maybe get a lot more people playing. Yeah, because it is supposed to be slated for pretty much everything, So that and that doesn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, when that does happen, I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, but but I honestly, pick, play the first one. You're, it's it's fun. If you, It's not that long uh, in the grand scheme of today's games. And yeah, uh, it's, it's worth a little bit of your time. Uh, yeah, what else we got for the news? So... Um... The people over at Techland put out some feelers. Um, they asked their fans what kind of hero they'd like to play as in a potential Dying Light 3. So um, they, they put a disclaimer in there saying that this is not a Dying Light 3 announcement, um, but it's definitely um, not a... Dying Light 3 disannouncement. So it seems like they're interested in making another one, which um, I think a lot of people will be happy to hear about. Um, so I kind of just brought the story up because I wanted to hear uh, what you thought about a potential Dying Light 3. I mean, uh, I like the progression and the, the differences between 1 and 2. I thought it was a good, uh, good move forward. Granted, Dying Light 2 was muddled with some... Uh, some delays, and they had to restructure the entire, or not the entire, but they they rest, uh, restructured quite a few bit of the gameplay because when they were first announcing it, they were really talking about like a dynamic world. Uh, one of the early missions was supposed to be like, yeah, if you side with one group, um, you know, you're actually going to, um, you know, you'll actually end up uh, drain like there's water around a city encampment, and you know, so it's blocking off other people. Uh, and if you leave that up, that you know that landscape is that way. But if you join the other team, you can actually drain the water and then free up that whole part of, part of the city, making all new quests and this and that, and also then making uh, the enemies that much more like the zombies and stuff to able to traverse that area. Uh, you know that they were toting some really big ideas, and unfortunately, they had to kind of scrap all that. And so it was really. I came into Dying Light Two with a lot of hesitation. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, turns out they made a pretty solid game. Unfortunately, I did not get as far as I would like to have in it. But I did enjoy my time with it. So to see them, uh, if they do do a third one, maybe they'll finally bring some of those ideas they had for two into fruition, especially with the new hardware and you know the next generation consoles, because essentially they were starting that project with uh, last gen in mind. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and that's you know. But I don't know if. I I don't remember if Deep Silver is still. I mean, Technology is developing it, but I don't know if who's publishing it. So 
I know they were a lot of the same, same staff was originally part of um, uh, the original Dead Island game. And right. um, co- conveniently enough, Dead Island 2 is releasing finally tomorrow. Uh, so I don't know if it has anything, any correlation to do with that is as well, you know, or maybe just because of the new release. They're like, hey, this is kind of piggybacking off that news, maybe. Okay. Well, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I, maybe uh, they'll be able to put in a lot of those ideas that they had. Uh, that they weren't able to implement in the set second game. Maybe they've gotten ready to go and they can uh, make good use of them. Cause that does sound pretty cool. Some of the things you mentioned. I mean, yeah, they, it was a, uh, it was a lot more, you know, clear cut. Like, oh yeah, if you go this route, you're legitimately just uh, cutting, you know, like you're choosing a path that will block you from other story of story avenues. While in the end, this game was like it, you get to choose some different stories, but in the end, you're still wishwashing between two factions. And and uh, uh, from what what I felt like by the end of the game, you would have a hard choice between faction A or faction B, or you know maybe a, a faction C. Uh, but you know it's like what you did up until that point kind of doesn't matter too much. I mean, unless if you're following like a trophy list and you're like, I have to dedicate myself to one tree. And it's kind of like how a lot of those games, uh, like Mass Effect or something, you know. Uh, in the end, being Renegade or Paragon doesn't matter until the final decisions. And then it's like, that's what really overall changes the entire thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's exciting. I think it would be cool to see a, a new game on uh, on next gen, current gen hardware um, that's like dedicated, made for it, you know. So it should, should be pretty cool. For sure. All right, then. What else you got for us? So, um, finally, um, there's some news about Redfall that people were a little bit perturbed with, I believe. Um, apparently, there's been a lot of uh, statements about Redfall being 60 FPS. Um, at least that was the plan. And now it is coming out at 30 FPS on um, on a... Uh, uh, on is it all systems or just is it just xbox yeah so it's well um it is a um microsoft exclusive okay i believe so uh, because it's done by bethesda studios is publishing it and i'm forgetting who's developing it off the top of my head um uh, so uh yeah it's going to be you know uh pc and uh xbox the all the original footage was or a lot of the footage was touting uh 60 fps and you're looking at this you know this is supposed to be one of their big you know first party studios uh this is something they've been really pumping for a while and then to kind of pull the rug out from underneath you and just be like yeah we're gonna go ahead and uh release the 60 later but for now you get 30 so really curious why that is um if it wasn't ready in time you feel like you need to delay it instead but you know, it's kind of, you know, maybe because it's, you know, I think it's been pushed back once before already. Uh, most things are nowadays. But because most things are pushed back, it what does it matter? I mean, you should be able to feel free to push it back even more uh, to make sure you come out with a really satisfying product instead of a uh, disappointment for some people. And so they come in with automatically, uh, you know, injured expectations. They're like, okay, and they're going to judge it even harsher than maybe they normally would. Just because it's like, well, I was, pro- I have, they've already envisioned something better. They've kind of seen something better. 
And so this game has to be really flawless and has to pull it off really solid in order for this to um, appease people, I think. Yeah, I think um, delaying is always the better choice if you if you have to. Obviously, you don't want to make a delay, but if a game is not ready, then the game is not ready. Because, um, uh, I mean, like people like you and me who are a little bit more in the weeds with the news and how games work and stuff like that, we are um, a lot more likely to to kind of uh, give give new games a chance if we're if uh, if we're hearing good things about them or give uh, second tries a chance um, if we've heard that that like that's going to improve. But I think like your average gamer, uh, maybe like average gamer kid, is just going to be like if they get Redfall. And it's not great. They're just gonna be like, oh, I'm just not gonna play it. I'm just gonna return it or, or whatever. And um, well, that's one of the promises with the new machines is a lot of people are now having the expectations of a minimum of 60 frames. I mean, some of these the machines on the box, you know, tout 120, and that was m- more or less misleading. Just like you know, PlayStation and like you know, like clearly in the box, 8K yes in a still image or very limited case scenario but uh that's just them you know overhyping themselves and that's fine so you know we understand that these machines aren't really made for 120 in 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 most situations if as far as if you have a high fidelity but 60 should be acceptable from uh, across the board Uh, it's one of those things that I've only recently started really playing at 60, uh, and it is it is very noticeable. Uh, in fact, I was playing with um, the new Resident Evil game, which I'll talk about later, and going from the 30 to the 60, um, or at least the higher frame rate, is, it is actually noticeable. Uh, but then again, there's also other issues with that game, which is another reason why I've had to switch it. But same with Dead Space. Uh, Dead Space, I was happy to go with the higher frame rate. Uh, that and essentially that's the, uh, that was the first time I really noticed it was with Dead Space as well. It was like, yeah, I need to, I think I need to be at sixty. I've this and I've never really felt that way before. But having played at thirty and then swap, swapping monitors, I'm like, all right, now I'm on to my four K TV with uh, playing at sixty. I'm like, yep, this is a noticeable difference. And trying to downsample it, I'm like, or going back to thirty, I'm like, uh, I actually do notice the difference, and I'm not going to play it this way. Uh, and you know, some people are really, really uptight about that. But once again, once you're used to it and you've been playing so many things at 60 or higher, dropping to 30 is rough. Um, people will try to argue it's more cinematic, uh, but that's not, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's not the same. Okay. You also get the input lag, uh, you know, yeah. the, the, the lower the frame rate, you know, the, the better you, they have to make it really tight for, uh, you not to notice the impact input lag. So. If you're playing a lot of games that are responsive at 60 or 120, and then you drop to uh, 30, you're like, "Ooh, this is feels like going through mud." So yeah, yeah, it's uh, a little bit too much. But like, like I was saying a little earlier, if you, um, like most people aren't really going to care, and they're not really going to, they're not really going to give a game like a second chance or a studio a second chance, um, and they're not going to know about the hubbub about delays or anything like that they're just gonna be like was this game good did this did like did redfall one uh, like make me have fun 
Uh, so when Redfall 2 comes out in the future, they're going to go, oh, I remember Redfall 1. That was fun. Here's Redfall 2. I wonder what else they have in store for me. And they buy it then. So like kind of like the larger point of like, should you delay if you need to? The answer is, is yeah, you, you really, really need to, even if it's just over something that people find, some people find minor, like 30 FPS or 60 FPS, especially if you're Microsoft and you really don't have that many games that are specific and exclusive to Microsoft, you know, like you need, you need every one of those to be, uh, important games, games that, that, uh, make your fan base kind of, uh, proud to own your product i would say so yeah yeah. it's it's a weird situation now because uh so many things are being developed on you know pc and the consoles are more uh similar than ever so you're getting less and less console exclusives i mean the last microsoft you know exclusive that was really good was hi-fi rush and then outside of that there really wasn't anything that was came out just swinging and just like hitting a home run. You got, I mean, because when you got, st- okay, we're back. Uh, we had some technical issues. Um, Texas is having some storms, and the power grid isn't really the best. So yeah, that's kind uh, of true. That's definitely kind of true. The power did blink, and uh, for about one full second, and then uh, came back on. So. Yeah, one of those things. Uh, it doesn't happen very often, though, thankfully. Well, didn't they have the huge power grid issues just like to a year us, or so ago? To us, is what I mean. But for the past <laughs> three years, you're right. It has been three years in a row. There has been uh, grid issues uh, every year. So at least in this, in at least in Austin. So, yeah. yeah. Is, we, uh, we've had the power go out on my end, like right after our podcast. <laughs> I remember that happened before. Yeah. But all right. Uh, I think I, the last I was talking about was Hi-Fi Rush uh, just being the last solid uh, Microsoft exclusive and how pretty much a lot of the stuff that's come out that you know Microsoft for, like Halo, has come out lackluster, to say the least. I mean, uh, you don't have all the feature sets. Uh, people are not very happy with the way it looks. And, you know, eventually the things get there, but it takes time. And Microsoft's been taking a lot of hits uh, as far as their console exclusives. While you got, on the other hand, uh, Sony, who comes out with uh, things like God of War, which is just phenomenal, and very little issues across the board with a lot of their, you know, primary stuff. So it's kind of a quality assurance thing, right? I mean, Microsoft's winning it uh, as far as the overall package um, with game pass and everything else and they're they're offering more on the table in my opinion but at the same time there's if you have a computer and you're willing to wait for some things you're kind of better off just you know not necessarily going with an xbox per se uh you know it's teach their own uh but playstation on the other hand they do have some solid found you know solid exclusives but now you know as well they're starting to become more and more pc focused you know or pc second and what used to be only on a console and never seeing the light of day on a on a pc well unless it was pirated yeah then you know now they're starting to release some stuff so everything's going to be a little more uh ambiguous but if you want the day and day you know day one releases i mean sony provides better day ones and so when it comes to something like redfall where people have been really you know 
anticipating this, um, or at least hoping for it in a lot of good ways. And then also you come out, yay, we're getting the uh, experience that you know you weren't necessarily hoping for, and we weren't showing. Uh, so you know we hope you're happy with it. And all I can say is I really do hope it turns out really well because you know a lot of people worked really hard on it, and who knows what happened behind the scenes. But chances are it's going to be. Uh, automatically flayed from day one just because everyone's like, you know what? This this is may, may be a good game. It may be a phenomenal game, but they'll, be the, they'll say it's better. It would have been better if it was at 60. I mean, no matter what, people will not be happy. So Yeah, that's true. It's uh, it, it just would have been better to to try to give people what they want, um, even if it's a little bit later than they wanted it. Um, that seems to be the smart thing to do from my perspective as well. But uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty much it for for Redfall. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what you been playing, Nick? I'm playing a couple different things. Uh, I dipped into Ghostwire Tokyo a little bit. Um, it's a pretty interesting uh, first person shooter type game. Um, so speaking of Tango GameWorks, Tango GameWorks. Yeah, I forgot uh, they did that, but uh, I didn't. I also didn't know that Bethesda published. Ghostwire Tokyo. I was uh, pretty surprised to see their name pop up. Uh, I guess I should have known that, but anyway. Uh, I think Bethesda uh, is uh, Tango GameWorks is under Bethesda. Yeah, I I, I didn't know um, who made it or anything like that. I just uh, remember you were you were talking about it a few months ago, so I wanted to go ahead and give it a try, and it uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I only played it for a few minutes um, because that's kind of the thing about it is that it it sort of just feels kind of old. Um, some of the, like some of the ideas that they had at least early on uh, with the way that you're supposed to shoot enemies or like send their souls to hell or whatever you're really doing. Um, that's kind of cool. But uh, the, the movement, I started to play with a controller and could not really aim very well, um, which is like, well, yeah, you're using a controller. Yeah, but even for a controller, the aiming was really not very good. The shooting did not feel very great. Um, so I switched over to keyboard and mouse, and um, that was a little bit better. But it it was pretty jerky. Like whenever Are you playing, on, so you're playing on the PC then? Yeah, playing on PC. All right, because this originally came out uh, on PlayStation, and then it had a year, I believe, of exclusivity before it came out on Game Pass. That's where I'm playing it, Game Pass. And then what happened was, I know Digital Foundry came out uh, saying that like the uh, the Xbox Series uh, version is not as good as the PlayStation one. It hasn't been optimized properly. And there was a lot of uh, small right. issues. So, yeah, it's not bad to play. It's just like it just feels old. It just feels like it just feels unpolished. So, uh, if you're gonna play it on Game Pass, know that I suppose. Um, but uh, it's it, it seemed interesting enough uh, to be able to play it for free for a little while. But um, yeah, I I've kind of a uh, I probably have extinguished how much I'm gonna I'm gonna play of it um, because of uh, this other game I've been playing, 
that I finally managed to beat, uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um, so I'm not going to talk too much about you know the about this really in general either, uh, because uh, I know Joe, you have a plan to play it uh, at some point fairly soon, yeah, right? I, I have it, and I've it's all loaded, ready to go. Uh, but I've been, I've gotten too many other newer things uh, that I've that's been taking up my space. Uh, but I I do plan on going through this. I mean, I platinum the first one. Uh, I really liked it, and I really do hope to sink my teeth into the second one here. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to when you uh, get a good ways through that uh, or finish it, and, and want to talk about it um, because we can talk about some of the story stuff that. It goes on. Um, but I did finish the main story and I've just been doing a lot of cleanup. Um, a lot of, uh, the side missions toward at about the 25 hour mark. I really, I mean, I was always pretty set on trying to finish the game, but right around the 25 hour mark, I was like, all right, um, it's time to really, really, or maybe the 20 hour mark. I was like, it's time to really go for the end here. So I really started to make, um, a beeline toward the end, kind of skipping a lot of stuff. Uh, so going back through, man, that game is really, it is very, I don't know. It's very like five more minutes. Like I just want to play five more minutes. I just want to get one more little area, one more puzzle, one more little, uh, you know, uh, group of enemies to kill. Um, maybe I'll just upgrade one thing before turning it up. Maybe I'll upgrade and then maybe I'll go to the next, like right to where the next, um, the next, uh, you know, mission starts. I'll just hang out there. Well, maybe I'll just start the next mission, pause in the middle. So it's just kind of continuously like, um, pulling on you, making you want to can just continue to play, um, more than a lot of other games and more than, more than a game like that. Um, I would think would typically, Kind of have that pull on me at least. Um, it's a really great adventure game, and playing it on PS5 uh, on a 4K, you know, 65 inch screen is really, really nice. It is uh, the first game I played. I'd already played it a little bit when I got uh, before I got my my new TV, but it was the first game I played after the new TV, and I was like, "Dang, this is this makes it almost all worth it." Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a good game. Um, for for the longest time, I kind of considered Elden Ring as the very obvious um, game of the year for 2022. But you know, playing through through Ragnarok um, and getting through the end and stuff, it really is giving Elden Ring a run for its money. I think Elden Ring probably objectively is like a better gamey game game, but the story in Ragnarok and the characters and all that stuff, I think Ragnarok might be more memorable overall. And, uh, I definitely think I've had more fun with Ragnarok than the 20 something hours that I played of Elden Ring. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'm looking forward to you playing it. It's, uh, uh, it's no surprise to anyone, but it's, it's a good game. All right, that's cool. Uh, I'm surprised you hear that you said in these exact words that uh, God of War is better than Elden Ring. So, yeah. I didn't say that exactly, but okay, <laughs> if that's what you heard. Uh, that that was the takeaway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you would that. take that away. 
<laughs> uh, so the uh, yeah, for me though, I've been playing. Uh, I played a bit more Dead Space. Uh, I mentioned it last time, and it's really good. I really like that game a lot. They did a really good job remaking it. Uh, honestly, totally worth like the replay. Uh, it's you know it is the same more or less story beats. So it's not like if you played the first. I can understand why you like. Well, I've already treaded this ground before, but the the visuals, the, the uh, some of the quality of life improvements, and just I, I think it's done in a really great way. It's it is now it's still one of my favorite games. The original was, and this is you know this would be what I'd go to if I wanted to hankering to play the old game. I would just play this instead. Really? Uh, yeah. It, I mean, there's. Unless if you wanted to do the only real reason is if you wanted to do the in-game cheats, uh, mm. you know, for the original, just to have some fun and, you know, make it a little easier yourself but, and play around. But honestly, I like the way they redesigned the ship. Uh, you know, the visuals is really great. The, the fact that you know, on the next gen consoles or the current gen, at least uh, you have the the faster load times makes it wonderful. Uh, and you know, as I said, it's just it plays it kind of is, is the way I remember the original game to be. I have the original on my 360, but I'm probably not going to fire it up to test it out. I'm just going to play this one. And I did not get a chance to beat it yet. That's because uh, I got sidetracked with another new game. And, but I'll hopefully get around back to it. But even if I don't, I mean, I still really enjoyed my time with it. It was worth like, yeah, it's worth checking out. That is kind of the, the, that's kind of the sign of a good remake is it really manages to keep the soul of the old game and makes it go like, yeah, the old game was, you know, great when I played it, but this new remake replaces, uh, replaces it because of the upgrades and stuff like that. It manages to keep the the fun gameplay and whatever made that old game special. So that's good. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, and it was the first time that I was really tinkering around with the sixty to thirty uh, frames, and I was like, yeah, I noticed the difference on sixty. And it's not, you know, it's not terribly, you know, you know, like I, some people will notice it right away. But me, I was just like, no, I, I can just notice it enough. And I feel enough as I'm moving. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead, go with the performance. And I'm not disappointed. The visuals weren't really a downgrade for me enough to be like, no, I have, you know, I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it is, if you want a cosmic horror type of game. I mean, this is still the gold standard, I think. And yeah. with the uh, on the horror topic and remakes, I've played uh, Resident Evil Four Remake. I'm currently halfway through the game, roughly, and I've really. This is also a very well done remake. Um, I think they did enough. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that Resident Evil Four was literally the, a game changer for the entire industry. I mean. The, the way they did action cinematics, um, the only thing that they did that didn't hold up is, at the time, quick time events. I mean, that was still a very cool thing. It was very new. And, you know, they pretty much done away with m- almost all quick time events in this game, which is great. Uh, the visuals are amazing. Uh, I like a lot of... I mean, uh, once again, you can find videos out there complaining about some small things, but I honestly don't... I haven't trained myself enough to really nitpick that bad. I mean, if it's a glaring issue, if it's like uh, shimmering or if it's, you know, if it just 
doesn't look right or if there's artifacts popping in um you know that that's one thing but like a, a lot of the small things that i've seen complaints on i'm like yeah i i can see what you're talking about but at the same time i don't really notice it right off the bat so for the most part this has been really good except i'm also playing it on the xbox and this xbox version um they finally got a new patch uh while i was playing it uh but there there was a huge dead zone in the original uh <sighs> release so for the xbox controller you can push the thumbstick quite a bit before you actually get a response and that was a big problem uh so to mitigate that problem i ended up just turning on the lock on feature so essentially uh, you just pull the trigger it's almost call of duty style yeah where you're kind of close to an enemy and you'll auto you know snap to them and that helped uh help me get over that but then the newest one of the newest patches uh that helped uh really that helped uh tighten up that dead zone and uh it makes it feel more fluid um i am since i'm playing on the uh xbox i am not good enough to do the shooting gallery challenges uh perfect i can get s rank but i cannot get like the 100% uh. as far as getting all the targets and getting the triple star rating i only get two stars s rank that's it and I'm like, you know what? That's it. I'm good enough. I'm not going to waste any more time. I spent a little too much time trying, like, just grinding. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I can't do it. Uh, so I'm not sure. You know, part of it, part of it is, or most of it's probably me. And I'm thinking just a little bit still. You know, the, uh, from what I've been seeing, um, PlayStation is a little bit better as far as that dead zone shift. So, but the gameplay is also phenomenal. It has a lot of great. Uh, uh, you know, new uh, enhancements, but at the same time, the animal, the ammo is more scarce, which makes it much more of a tense game. Uh, they made your knife uh, disposable, which I really don't like. <laughs> I don't know. You mean I it like breaks? that. It's like, it's like you took away my security blanket. So, so like it breaks uh, the knife. Yeah, it's um, it has a uh, degradation system on your main knife. You can repair it, and you can upgrade the knife so you can okay. make it stronger. And then you can actually get um. Like you find like kitchen knives on the floor, kind of like around them, so you can use those and those will break, and that's fine. At the same time, though, I was just like, why can't you just give me my unlimited knife? It's an unlockable later on, uh, you know, for a new game plus type of thing. Uh, but and the, you know, so, so I'm like, all right, that's fine, but I don't know, I don't like it in Zelda, I don't like it in anything else where you make my weapons break on me. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't, you know, like ammo scarcity. That's that's common. I mean, Dead Space had that, and it just makes you play a little more tactical. I mean, I, on the other hand, what should be a quicker game for me, uh, at least four is much quicker, uh, uh, the original. But this remake, I'm I'm much more methodical because of the ammo scarcity, and I'm going around checking every nook and cranny, even more so, trying to make sure I pick up everything. Uh, so. I really feel like I've put in, I don't know, I think like six to eight hours. And I feel like I should be much farther than I am. Uh, I should be closing. I should be closing end game. Speed runners would have been done by now. Uh, so like I said, I'm only about halfway and I'm like, you know, from the castle, you know, I'm like, from what I remember, uh, that game is actually longer than I remember that when I, I recently played it on the PC, not that long ago, a few years ago. I'm like, wow, this is longer than I remember it to be because the castle just drags on for a bit. And then you got the island and got different sections. I'm like, yeah, but 
honestly, by now I should be almost done with the island. Uh, if I was playing it on PC or playing the old, you know, GameCube version. So, uh, that's just because, like I said, I'm just going step by step, checking everything. Plus, it's also just new enough. I like the fact that they, uh, they have some nods to the original game. You know, uh, I remember that you know there were like birds' nests, just random like birds' nests in the game. Then you can shoot them, and you'll have like gems inside. Um, you know, the, some of those are still around, and they've done a couple, you know, a couple neat you know homages to the first game. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's uh, I still think it's worth playing, especially for those who never played the first one. Just pick this one up. You know, it's if you want to play the old one, fine. I mean, it's still an excellent game. Uh, but I just really like the visuals of this one too, and I like the uh, the load features. I mean, if you happen to die or if you happen to fail on something, and you want to reload, you get upset, you just boom. And so, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this game. I'm probably gonna have to play this one to completion, and then I really hope I get back to Dead Space. But I I don't know if I can right now. I just you know because God of War is still there, just w- mocking me, just being like, come on. So so did you? F- so you haven't finished the story of Dead Space or? You, nope. Yeah, uh, well, I've okay. I've beaten the game in the past, but well, I, yeah, haven't, but I have not wanted to get through the yeah into this one. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that God of War is just waiting for <laughs> you. Uh, but you know, for me, I've kind of decided to try to go through games, and whenever I move on, I'm kind of kind of really done with them. Like I'd like to get back to Hogwarts a little bit uh, and do some of the cleanup there, but. I also finished the main story, so so I could, you know, I made sure to finish the main story before doing anything else, so I could, you know, kind of be like, well, I'm done with it if I want to be. Um, so yeah, but you gotta you gotta make that choice for yourself. Well, anyway, that sounds good, man. Uh, Resident Evil Four, I probably will not get to it, unfortunately, but, uh, but I'm glad you're that you enjoyed it. When it comes to most horror games, if I, I remember am, correctly, like I am the original Bioshock, cat. I remember. Even yeah. the original Bioshock is kind of it's kind of chilling to me, uh, but it uh, is a great suspenseful game. Uh, is, I really like the first one. It's very suspenseful, uh, but yeah. So uh, I, it's also kind of a money issue. I, I don't know if I want to spend that amount of money on on that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so I'm glad that you're enjoying it, um, and uh, I'm checking them out from the library, dude. That's seriously, that's what I've been doing on the consoles. Yeah. Uh, good for you. Good for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's, uh, that's going to do it for what we've been playing. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, unless if there's anything else you were mentioning, but you have been, you've eventually finished up uh, a new series or an, you finally got around to the third season of, so Mandalorian uh, season three just ended like uh, yesterday, today, somewhere in there uh, as we're recording this. Um, so it's um, yeah, it's it's done. Um, people are mad about it. I like I like everything on the Internet. Somebody somebody's mad about something. Um, I don't really know how mad they are. Um, but kind of going through Mandalorian season three, I can kind of see why people might be upset. It's kind of just, it's just Disney star Wars. It's that's, that's the problem. 
Andor, which I think I talked about on this podcast a while ago, was really good. Andor was, um, it definitely had some, some faults, but for the most part, it was serious and it was not, it didn't really feel like it was made for kids. It felt like it was made for adults. It had a lot of uh, interesting twists and turns that didn't really pander to silly comedy or anything like that. Um, so with Endor, I was like, okay, this is this is pretty cool. This is pretty good. Uh, obviously, a much more serious kind of topic within Star Wars um, in general. But Mandalorian Season 3, it's not bad. It's got a lot of good things in there. It's got a lot of good story points, a lot of good plots, um, good action. But, you know, throughout the show, some places more than others, it just shows, it just kind of shines through with a lot of little kid stuff. It just, the actions seems kind of silly. Sometimes, uh, the bad guys just sort of fall down. They're pretty tropey. Um, some of the You're saying that the show that brought us baby Yoda isn't serious. Did you watch the first season of Mandalorian? Of course not. Yeah. I gave up on star Wars before that. I just know that they made all the money off of that one character and the merch to, to, you know, fuel the series for like five seasons at least. Yeah, they probably do. One character, they probably <laughs> do have a, at least that much number stickers alone. I mean, so what, so what, like the first and the second seasons, it was like it, Baby Yoda was there, but he was not yet a a, a piece of merchandise. Um, at least the show didn't know that he was a piece of merchandise. It was like there's this very serious guy with a hard shell of a personality, and he has to kind of overcome that and sort of start becoming more like a father, you know, and to this baby Yoda thing. And also, there are other problems and stuff like that. And with this season three, there's just like it, the seriousness is just gone. Um, it's Every episode is very light, and you're like, well, they're going to get out of this one, which you always always know that, but I don't know. Like, I wish you'd watched it because um, – or if you watched season one, two, and three back-to-back, you might even see it more pronounced. Or maybe not. I don't know. But I think that you would see, like, this is – the tone is changing um, for, you know, toward the uh, – the, um, more lighter side. Um, and that would be fine if it wasn't intended. Yeah. To the lighter side. Yeah. Funny. Um, that would be fine if it was not so obvious that they were trying to sell toys or trying to, you know, it, it just, it just sucks. Like, um, I, I have heard some people say that, that John Favreau, the, the 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 showrunner, that he's kind of um, that he's being watched um, by the suits, and that uh, and that so he's kind of checked out because of that. 
I don't know about all that. I could see how that. No, I really like him as a as a director and as you know producer. He I know. usually does really good stuff. So That's what I'm trying to I say. I didn't realize. I actually didn't realize he was attached to this. Um, oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He's a. Okay. He. They gave him. Apparently, they gave him Mandalorian, which. Which is a pretty big, you know, ask. It's like, you know, even before Boba Fett, they were like, well, we're going to start a Mandalorian, you know, thing. And they gave that to him. So he must have impressed somebody along the line and uh, turn it into, you know, Star Wars most popular property. Um, so I believe when the first Mandalorian aired or was being shot, at least uh, the you know, rise of Skywalker had not come out yet. So my conspiracy theory is that all the suits had their eyes on, I on rise of Skywalker and they were like, we got to get some, this movie out. And then Mandalorian is probably being made and no one's really paying attention to it. It comes out, blows up. Everybody loves it. Everybody hates rise of Skywalker because it was hot garbage. Um, and so it's like, well, that's done. And so now all the suits, I would think would be like, all right, we need to turn the eye of Sauron to the next most likely thing to make us money. And lo and behold, that's the Mandalorian. So I don't know. It, it just, it definitely, it definitely was not as good as the previous two seasons. Um, it finishes an arc that's like, well, I guess they have somewhere they can go with it, but um, definitely a, uh, overall downturn in um in terms of uh quality of the show well i'm generally like sorry to hear that you're disappointed in it i mean you know i actually don't relish in the fact that uh people things people like uh suck but at the same time it's so it's I, I feel like they've been muddying the waters on a lot of these things and yeah i mean yes it's a disney you know you say it's a disney star wars um but Star Wars has never their a lot of their stuff that's been licensed, you know, licensed for movies slash TV. I don't really see it, a lot of it as being serious. I mean, their extended universe was always more you know interesting than their actual like canonical stuff. Uh, hence the reason why uh, Knights of the Old Republic was phenomenal because you can go places where you can never do in a movie or a TV show. Um, so that's why I always found Star Wars as a whole, that whole universe, I find fascinating. But as a um, as the films have gone on, I've lost interest. So to me, it kind of all started with the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. That is the first point that it seems to me where they were like, "Hey, we could put something kind of dumb in here," and. Uh, sell a lot of stuffed animals to kids along with, you know, the action figures and stuff like that. Because, because, um, but even that was like played very seriously for everything that was not specifically Ewoks. Um, I mean, they made their own spinoff cartoon show. Oh yeah. And who's that marketed to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it still made money. Uh, no, the I don't, I don't deny that. I, I, I don't deny that. That's, you know, Yes, they wouldn't do those things. They wouldn't make, you know, stuffed animal characters if they couldn't make money off of them. That's clearly what they're trying to do. I guess the problem that 
myself and a lot of other people have with it is it detracts from the overall experience of the thing that we're there for. When you see an Ewok or you see, I mean, even a Baby Yoda, which I think was done fairly well, but is kind of slowly being turned against us. But if you see something like that or like the the Break the Animals Free section of Episode 8, um, when you see something like that, it's just like, I forgot okay, about that. Gosh. <laughs> That, that didn't bother me that much whenever I first watched it, but then I watched it again and I was like, this is so stupid. Like, this is I felt just I, I actually really hated the uh, the forced um, uh, relationship in that movie. Um, yeah, between I Finn I, and what's her name? Yeah, and it, it just, it really felt really forced, awkward, and I despised it. I think that's where I really checked out. I'm like, you know, I liked... Um, the previous one before that i don't even remember the name anymore um but you know the, for all of, like yeah overall as a whole i thought it was okay i mean i just i didn't like certain parts but you know and i never liked um kylo ren's character being uh han's kid because i'm like he looks nothing like his parents like <laughs> yeah. he looks like he was found on the stoop uh that is he is not related genetically to them yeah it um, doesn't but I mean, other than that, uh, it's like, you know, there was there was things to dislike about it. But over as a whole, I walked. Over, I remember walking away from the the movie theater, being like, yeah, okay, um, yeah, I I liked it. I thought maybe it was fun, and I thought maybe they'd have a you know the series was good. And then the second one, you know, when episode eight came out, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I watched the third one, or you know, episode nine as out Ooh. of obligation, and yeah, that's you know, I. I'm done with that's kind of when I was, you know, I was kind of like, I mean, I'm done with the series. I, I think I watched a few other small things here and there. I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. All this meets my expectations, um, which isn't very high. So yeah. that's kind of how I feel about the series. Um, I mean, that's, I know, I know you mentioned Mandalorian being good a long time ago and I know you really liked, um, I know you weren't impressed by Boba Fett, um, especially compared to the Mandalorian at the time. Uh, you know, so, you know, I just, it's one of those things that the franchise is kind of, I'm kind of done with, but I, like I said, I find the, the universe really neat. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually more hopeful for interesting video games instead, opposed to the actual um, other medium. Yeah. With the, uh, you know, the, the EA, EA games that are coming out, what is it called? Uh, something Jedi. Uh, what's the, what's the new one coming out called? You played the old one. Um. Uh, the shoot, uh, I forget now. It's um, <laughs> it's the yeah. It's supposed to be filling in the gaps uh between them, and it was it was the dark soul. It was the dark souls of Star Wars, and I can't remember what it's called now. Yeah. Um, like I mean the yeah. Uh, the first one was good. Uh, the second one will be, I think, it will be better. Yeah. I mean, that well now they know they can make uh you know now they they know it'll sell. I think EA is probably going to put a little bit more oomph into trying to make that game, you know, uh, even better than before. Um, but uh, for like Mandalorian, like it's not a, it's not a, like season three is not a bad show. It's Fallen just, Order was the one that we were looking up, and it's Survivors is the new one. Okay, Fallen Survivor. Order. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mandalorian season three is not a bad show, it, but it's like going from 
a show that you're watching that's an eight to a seven. You're just like, this isn't bad, but it's just, you know, not nearly as good as, I mean, it's a long, there's a long way between a seven out of 10 and an eight out of 10 to me. That's a pretty big, I think there's actually, I think that's actually easier. It's a shorter distance between six and seven than it is from seven to eight to me. But that's just the weird way I think about it anyway. So it's not a bad show. It's just uh, as good as uh, it's been in the past. I mean, uh, uh, I I don't know. Like I said, I'll stick with the games. Star Wars Unleashed was uh, fantastic. I remember that being a great game, too. It was nothing like bring, bringing down a Star Destroyer with your own bare hands. Um, literally force pull. I mean, that game was pretty cool. Uh, the second one, eh, not as good, but... I mean, that's kind of what killed the series there. Uh, <laughs> they have so much good ideas for the universe and good, you know, it's unfortunately what may or may not be canon. Uh, I think you're, if you go with something off the script, like the games, you have so much freedom to do whatever you want and to make something really neat. Uh, while when you're stuck to a, uh, a movie format, you know, you're really limited and you know, TV shows, you're, theoretically a little bit more free but once again you have a lot more higher ups that you're constantly having to answer to uh so yeah unfortunately uh i'm sorry that season three did not end so well for you hopefully season four would be better i mean Let's i'm hope. assuming they're going to continue making this as long as they can so yeah i think uh that probably will they probably will go about five seasons i would imagine um but uh you never know if, the, if there's a big drop off at the uh, for season four in ratings they may not um but uh, but they'll be Andor season two, and they'll keep making. They've got a couple different other shows that they'll they'll eventually, you know, hit the jackpot again because it's it's Star Wars. I mean, the like you said, like the world is really interesting. All the rules for everything is is great. Everything is just ready to have a great story come out of it. But you still have to understand the fundamentals of storytelling. And you still have to capitalize on those in order to make a good show. All right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, we are done. There is nothing left unless if there is anything you want to go out on. Nope. That's that's uh, I said my piece. Okay. Uh, well, my my child is too young to watch this, uh, but maybe in the future uh, they'll see this, and I will give a shout out to them because their uh, his birthday is coming up. So yeah, uh, happy birthday! And to anyone else who has a birthday in April, you know, happy birthday to you! Uh, next podcast will be, um, you know, uh, everyone's favorite holiday uh, in May, uh, and that's Children's Day in Asia. Uh, no, nothing else, just known as Children's Day around the world. Uh, what day oh, is that? I guess a little something called Cinco de Mayo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, expect to see Nick completely lit. Um, yeah. Semi lit. It'll be a fun, it'll be fun uh, <laughs> cast. All right. Well, thanks a lot for uh, staying to the end. And uh, until then, uh, next time, uh, take it easy, guys. All right. Bye.